Welcome to The Thriving Life, where we help women navigate the world while wearing multiple hats. On this podcast, you'll be equipped with mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you lead your life, thrive, and have it all without sacrifice and burnout. I'm your hostess, Uma Oguta, and I'm here to make having it all less intimidating. So grab a seat, kick your shoes off, and let's talk. Hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. It's Uime here bringing you all the mindset strategies to help you create a life where you have it all without burnout. Today, we are diving into a very fun topic, and that's how to argue better. Because it's needed, and who doesn't want to win every debate and feed their ego just a little bit? (laughs) Or maybe it's just me. Actually, I think my kids are home, as I'm sure many of you with kids are experiencing now over the summer and I find that they tend to argue a lot and the same thing with my clients there's this confusion between conflicts and arguments and people tend to not want to speak up about their opinions because they think they're going to get into conflict and so I thought let's talk about it on the podcast because I'm sure so many of you would have questions about that as well so I think one thing for a lot of us is that arguments can feel like such a big deal, right? We think that if we argue, then there's a problem and then people get hurt. But I really want us to unpack arguments in this podcast episode so that they're not such a big deal. I would even dare to say that arguments sometimes are opportunities for growth, for learning and connection. And so we're going to talk about that and I'll give you some tools and some things that you want to be thinking about that will help you feel less stressed out when arguments happen and skills to help you argue a little bit better. So let's talk about what arguments actually are. An argument, according to Merriam-Webster dictionary, is a reason given for or against something under discussion. And to me, this means that an argument is a neutral event. It's just like dancing. People dance. You get to decide what the dance means, whether they're dancing well or not, in your own opinion. And so if an argument is neutral, why then is it such a big deal to a lot of us? I think one of the things is that we confuse arguments with conflict, but they're not the same thing. Conflicts typically indicate that there's some kind of strife or friction going on. An argument is simply just stating your opinion, and there can be different reasons for that. I don't know about you, but I remember... (laughs) There was a time I avoided arguments a lot because they often left me feeling drained and I would be upset, sometimes bitter towards the other person. And that was mostly my husband or kids, which I didn't really like feeling that way. So I started thinking, why is it that a lot of us argue with the people who are closest to us, right? I'm not talking about strangers on the internet because that's not my jam and that's like a whole other podcast episode. But in my opinion and in my experience, I think that a lot of us tend to argue with the people we love. And there's something that needs to be said about that because we do love these people and arguing with them shouldn't be an issue. And I really wanted to lead with this because I think it makes sense that if we argue mostly with the people that we love and care about, we would want to avoid arguments because of how we feel and how we think it's going to impact them and our relationships with those people But then this is where a lot of us, especially women, start to silence ourselves because we haven't learned the art of arguing. We haven't cultivated that skill of being able to argue, being able to present our opinions and our thoughts without 
making it about us or the other person without taking it personally, without letting our emotions get the best of us. So I'm hoping that this podcast episode is going to help you feel a little bit more comfortable so that you can start having those conversations and present your opinions and be heard in your home because I think it matters. Now, I think as with anything in life, you really want to know your stance when it comes to arguments. Arguments are neutral. If if there are opportunities for you to present your opinion on an issue, you get to decide what you're willing to engage in an argument about. And I think this is where a lot of us get tripped up because we think that we have to argue about everything. Did you know you didn't have to argue about everything? (laughs) The reason why so many of us avoid arguments is that we think we have to argue about everything and we make it about us. But it doesn't have to be that way. I don't argue about issues that I'm not passionate about. Things like politics, very high on that list. You're not going to hear me arguing about that. I don't argue with people about their beliefs around food, around weight loss, about raising kids, religion, just a few things. There's so many things I will not argue with people about. I'm just not willing to invest my time and energy to argue about those things, especially when I know that those people aren't willing to come to the table and have a healthy discussion. Under some situations, I will argue about issues like racism, health equity, women, and things around thriving and career, because these are issues that I'm really passionate about. And I believe that I have thoughts to share about them, which might be helpful to other people. I also, I'm willing to learn from other people's perspectives. So make the decision ahead of time what you're willing to argue about and what you're willing to not argue about. Next, you want to decide why. Why do you want to argue about these things? I just shared a few of mine and it's because I'm passionate about those things. I come from a family where my mom was a single parent for a very long time because we lost my dad to cancer. And over the years, I saw how my mom struggled. And I know that a lot of her struggle came because she hadn't really prepared herself to be on her own. And so I'm very passionate about issues that are related to women, that are related to widows, to orphans. My mom is no longer with us. So things around women, things around people who don't have parents those are very near and dear to my heart. So I will argue about things related to that. Health equity is a big one too. I'm a public health professional. I will argue a lot of those things, especially when it comes to things related to marginalized populations, food, nutrition, I will argue. And it's because I have thoughts. It's because I'm passionate about those things. Also, if I want to argue, why am I trying to do that? What is my intent? Most of us approach arguments with the intent of winning at all costs. And that's why we end up being bitter and upset. We go there with the mindset that we are right. We're not open to listening to other people. But if arguments are neutral, then how might you approach them? Deciding your why is what's going to help you better prepare for your argument. Do you want to be heard? Are you wanting to persuade someone to look at things differently to see your own opinion? Do you want them to decide to make a decision on the spot? Or do you want them to take some time to think about it and get back to you? And if so, when? These are all questions that are going to help you determine how you present yourself, where you present yourself, and how you present the argument, and also even just prepare the other person to listen. So I was thinking about this. Think about it this way. If you were to argue for a client who is facing time in prison in a court, 
That's different from arguing with your child over why they should put on their shoes, right? Their winter boots in minus 30 degrees. Your client going to jail is kind of a big deal compared to a child who just has decided today they're not going to put their boots on. So you really want to think about the why for your argument. And then this brings me to the act of thinking about the argument and going into it. How do you want to feel while you're talking? Again, this depends on your reason for wanting to argue. This depends on what you're trying to gain from your argument. For a lot of us women, we just want to feel confident. We want to feel confident in presenting our ideas and hoping that other people think about it and respond and respect and agree with us. But here's the thing. Confidence doesn't come easily to a lot of us. (laughs) I'm sure you know that. And so one of the things I coach my clients a lot on is let's not even start thinking about confidence. Like confidence just feels like this high tower that feels really hard to climb. What are some other better feelings that you can grab onto that are going to help you do what you need to do without waiting and practicing so many thoughts to feel confident? Maybe you might feel compelled. You might feel determined. You might even feel convicted. What about feeling courageous? Courage for me, I think, is one of those understated, undermined feelings, but it works because we're not waiting to feel confident. We're saying we're going to do the thing in spite of the fear, in spite of all of the feelings that we have that would want us to run away, we're still going to show up. So find a different feeling that's going to compel you to do what you need to do. Try it on and see how that feels. And then you want to think about what you need to go into the conversation. Do you need to prepare? And if you're preparing, can you stick to the facts instead of interpreting things your own way, right? Using your own frame of reference to think about things. I used to do this a lot when I was newly married. I would approach my husband about something and then I start mixing up my thoughts and opinions about what he did versus what he didn't do instead of just sticking to what happened and I think that often threw him off because my husband just, he just wants you to tell him what the issue is. And if he needs to apologize or whatever he needs to do, he'll do it. But when you start confusing things, then you've lost him. So stick to the facts. Also, don't do or don't say what you think someone else was thinking if they didn't tell you. I recently coached a client who was saying that she needed to keep her home tidy. She was always feeling guilty about it. And I asked why. And then she said, (laughs) because her husband will tell her that she's a bad wife. I just got really curious and I asked if he had ever said that to her and she said no. But the way he looked at her suggested that he would say that. Now, obviously, this is something that she picked up along the way. Her husband had never said anything like that to her. He didn't even care. But because of the frame of reference that she was coming from, she was trying to put words that didn't belong in the situation. And so it's really important for us to pay attention to make sure that we're focusing on the facts. So if we go back to the previous example of just using the client in the court of law, you want to really think about what you're going to bring up, right? You want to gather facts. You want to anticipate what the other person's going to say or the other lawyer who's going to counter back. You want to be thinking about what are the facts of the situation and how can you present that in a way that they're willing to listen that it makes sense to them. Now I'm saying this and I'm like, oh, this is such a terrible example because <laughs> I really don't know a lot about lawyers, but we'll just roll with it, right? Gathering facts to argue and support 
your client who's facing time in prison is different from gathering facts for your toddler who thinks they can just wear sandals in the middle of winter. The argument for your child could simply be, no, we don't wear sandals in minus 30 degrees because we want to keep our feet safe and warm. That's pretty straightforward. It's very simple. If you were in a court of law arguing for a client, you want to gather more facts. You want to take your time to really think through the case, really think through your arguments so that you present yourself well. Now, we've talked a lot about preparing and going into your arguments. And I think this next thing that I want to say is so important because for so many of us who already feel uncomfortable having discussions or arguing about anything, this is where we tend to miss the mark. And that is when it comes to active listening, right? So many of us grew up being silenced or not taken seriously when we voiced our opinions. And so we approach arguments in a defensive way, or we just want to quickly say what we need to say and move on. When you're acting defensively, it can be challenging for you to actively listen because you're closed off, right? You're in this fight or flight sense. Your brain is like trying to find the quickest way to leave. And it makes sense because we feel like we want to be safe. So I would recommend that you take time to practice actively listening to other people. Really hear what they want, they have to say without thinking about what you have to say too, without thinking about what you want to offer in the moment. Just listen, actively absorb what they're saying, and then pause and think about your response. A quick way to know whether you're actively listening or whether you're acting defensively is just to notice the tension in your body. So if someone's talking and you notice your jaw is tightened, your shoulders are a little bit slumped, or you start to feel yourself closing in, maybe you're folding your arms across your chest, you might even feel your head, especially your forehead or your ears, start to pulsate. (laughs) All of these are indications that you've gone into the defensive mode. And you really want to think about that and just call yourself back to, this is a neutral experience. We are just presenting our opinions. How can you bring yourself back into that space so that you can allow yourself to listen to what someone has to say? You might even be surprised that you have a lot more in common with that person that you thought. And then you might find a way to, if you needed a solution, you could even create a solution in the moment without having to stress yourself about it. And so I want us to really be thinking about arguments as opportunities to present ourselves and our opinions without making it about ourselves or other people. One thing you want to remember is that the other person that you're talking to or the other people, maybe it's a bunch of kids, (laughs) they're human too. And so empathy is so important. Really understand the other person's perspective And let that give you the opportunity to respond better. Don't make it about you or make it about them. Something I like to employ here is just humor. I like to bring in a lot of humor because like I said before, having an argument, even though I've gotten better at it, sometimes I still feel nervous because I keep getting challenged to expand and build on this skill. So humor is something that I really fall back to. It helps to lighten the air. It helps us to just remember that, hey, we're not fighting. We're just presenting our opinions. And I think I just want to go back to the body language thing. I've been working a lot with my clients for the past couple of months, I think, because many of them are undergoing transitions in their careers. So we've been talking about really using verbal cues to help them feel more confident when they go into spaces. 
things like pausing before they speak, moving their shoulders back to take up space, maintaining eye contact, keeping their arms neutral rather than crossed, and just letting their bodies be open, especially when their tendency as women is to want to close off and hide, is to want to protect themselves. But sometimes the body doesn't know that you're not in danger. And so it's your opportunity to really think about how can you be practicing these bodily cues ahead of time. If you're someone who tends to shy away from arguments, maybe you can just take a few minutes a day, a few seconds, look at the mirror, remind yourself to really take up space and open up your body so that you can communicate even without your words and let other people see you and you can engage with people easily and possibly argue better. Now I'm going to say these are not things that come naturally to us as women. So we must let ourselves practice and get better at this. And no matter how many times it feels like it's not working, you keep telling yourself, I'm getting better at this. I'm learning to argue better. This has been such a helpful skill for me. It's been helpful for my clients and I know it's going to be helpful for you too. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Mm -hmm.